Sesame Street. <laughs> what is a chat? Screaming right your ears, being very disrespectful to uh, any kind of audio settings that you guys have. What is up? background is the Daily Double Talk, and I am not by myself, I am joined by the good old Elion Torres. What's up, man? Going on? Oh, you have control of the switcher this yes. time, I noticed. That's beautiful. Nick, can I just say this, because I, like, I, I don't know if a lot of people have known you for a very long time, but I don't think they've ever seen your face. Like, for the longest yeah. time, you were like the Prophet Muhammad. Like, <laughs> like, like if we if we drew your face, we were all for, yeah. uh, like you know marked for death at that point, but it's so good to see you, man. Yeah, no, my, I put so many threats out there and everything, too. I want people to know what I look like, because then they might actually like do something about it, so uh, fuck that. Um, but the thing <laughs> is, too, is just like, uh, and this goes to Jet, by the way, I don't know if she's going to be in the chat today, but she bought me this uh, camera. Very amazing camera. The other one I had was very dark and everything too. It was really shitty. Couldn't have all the Google Meet, uh, you know, settings in the background. So I have like this wannabe fucking, you know, uh, green screen back here. But it's really cool though, dude. Like I'm very, very happy doing this. I'm trying to get used to it and whatnot. But um, how long is it gonna take you to get used to seeing me on uh, on the screen like this? I look again. I just I met you for the first time proper. Like I, I never saw your face until like two weeks ago. So for me, this is still like this is insane to me. Uh, but I'm gonna get used to it. I'm really excited to do the show. I actually really enjoyed doing the show with you last week. Yeah, uh, man. and I heard a lot of toasties be very complimentary about it, Diaz. So I'm yeah. glad we could run it back for a sequel. I know I was very very happy that people were uh, so you know just accepting of it and everything too because this is a different thing. You know, and I'm kind of being a little bit pushed down to throw sometimes with double toast pre show. Which sorry guys, but Corey made me do it. His fault. <laughs> uh, but then also too, like just we did the thing uh, recently trying to do Jackbox, and then we just decided to talk about Halloween Kills and a bunch of other shit, like the entire show, uh, me right. and Alan. So now that we're doing this, you know, hopefully it's a little bit closer to normal and everything too. And then you guys are gonna get Corey back in like two days, two more days. So it should be cool. It should be fun. Oh, that's, that's sooner than I realized. Oh, yeah. is it official? Last week, yeah. last we heard <laughs> there was there was a debate about which day Corey was coming back. Yeah, that was such an uh, not an alarming text, but very like unassuring, like. I'll be there at 26 or 27. I'm like, yeah. uh, maybe his flight's like in between both or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. Um, oh, I can hear some in the background. I guess I didn't set this up, but thank you for following whoever that was. Really appreciate that. We got 50 views in the chat. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm very, very happy for you guys to be here. Um, it's going to be a very interactive show, but I do want to spend some time talking to the chat really quick too. I did you guys a favor, by the way. Um, I made sure to take the setting off where it automatically deletes the messages. Um, I don't know why Corey has that. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want old messages being on there, but we want to have like, you know, it you know, I want it busy in the chat. I want people talking, shooting the shit. Even they're saying mean things, man. When was the last time you got a mean comment, by the way, in our chat? I don't think you have in a long time. I, no, I was going to say, I'm sure there's like 15. All right. Remember there was a troll who came after me for some reason for like oh, two yeah, weeks. Yeah. That was my fake account. No, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you about your business, but uh, sloppy because there were Reddit, there were Reddit theories about who that troll really? was. Really? No, 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 and it's no. not worthy of that. That's what I'm saying. People don't generally come after me because I'm not worthy of coming after Nick Diaz. Um, no, what's well, weird, dude? Like Reddit, man, they they run out of shit. I don't know how many times you've actually been on there recently, but like sometimes I'll go on there and I'm like, okay, like I'm looking for a particular complaint. Not to say what that mm -hmm. is, by the way, because I want to put anything out there in the uh, the hemisphere of the internet. But <laughs> there are some people that will say certain things. I'm like, really, you're complaining about like, okay, I'll say this one, the dog. Um, did you hear about this, Corey's dog? Well, you know how I feel about this fucking dog, but yeah, go on. I, I kind of hate What's that dog, too. Actually, I, actually yeah. I agree with the Redditor. That dog's a piece, you know, walking around four legs and everything. Fucking piece of shit. Um, the thing is, though, is that this dog apparently was pissing somebody off. And they're like, I can't enjoy your shows because the dog is just too much to handle. And it's like, wait, so, 
like the dog who sits there and sleeps on his crotch that's out of frame like yeah. <laughs> you know like that dog is too much for you to handle it's fucking weird to me it's like, a wild card like, that's like one thing that they can't plan for right and it's yeah. like you know the dog's usually just sitting there but at any moment it's a liability things could go awry yeah um epistrophicility that's a fucking amazing uh name there this christian really looks like jesus radiant full of love i was gonna tell you um pardon me this is how egocentric i am I, I thought I said Nick Diaz. I mean, look, I, that yours is in the mail, guy. Don't worry. You're handsome. Look, you know, we're both Puerto Rican. We can say that's right. Guapo. Okay, guapo lindo. That's you. You're the most beautiful man I've ever seen, certainly. So yeah. I don't know. Don't don't get mad just because no one's in, in the chat saying it yet. Yeah, by the way, um, I definitely agree with that, with the, with the guapo. Um, I feel get uh, es fesamente attractivito en español de cara. <laughs> you, you guapo I, I, as uh, hell, man. Now your Spanish isn't guapo as hell, but yeah, that's, that, that's fine. It's all yeah. good. Uh, Ero guapito. Uh, no, Marcus Kilgore, by the way, in the chat, I want to say thank you very much for the bits, man. Really appreciate that. Um, he says, question for Nick and Christian. Will you be avoiding or playing Diablo 2 Res Resurrected Edition? Um, for me personally, I, I like to play all the remakes and everything too because I like uh, remasters. I like the cosmetics, but like yeah. you, were you a big player Di Diablo back in the day? No, and can I tell you, that's the thing I'm actually kind of excited about because I feel like I just missed that boat. You know, like I knew mm. people who were like a year older than me who really jumped on it. And then there was like the people who were a little bit younger than me that like had an older brother sort of thing. And so yeah. they were able to jump in. For whatever reason, I missed the boat on it, and I've heard it's this incredible experience, one of the best kind of PC things that you can do. Uh, and so I, I'm, I want to play it really bad. I mean, but so how do you feel about the franchise? Are you like it's sacred to you? Yeah, or something? I mean, like I'm not at all into the franchise. I played a little bit of the first one, and then an ex girlfriend got me the second one. I didn't play it because it reminded me of her. That's one of those like, oh god, that bitch. <laughs> like every time I'm playing a game that has to do with like nothing to do with the situation. Um, sure. Diablo three was amazing. That was the shit, dude. And I was, like, playing, like, Torchstone and a bunch of other games that are, like, wannabe Diablo games. And to play, like, you know, straight from the franchise, straight from the source um, was amazing. Um, curious what this is going to be, but I will say I think there's a lot of games that are like this right now that's like, ah, maybe we already, maybe we can play this in many other forms that Diablo probably is just kind of behind, which is crazy that they're behind, like, a type of game that they created, you know? Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, video games in general are so interesting because, like, uh, people may or may not know this. I was, like, a manager at a GameStop for years in my youth. <laughs> and so I was very much on the ground floor from, like, 2007 to 2013 of video games. Like, I played every yeah. single thing that came out. And it just – it seems to me, as someone who's now on the outside of it, that the gaming industry has had this weird – uh, evolution and transformation and there's a lot of really good games out there but they're like smaller scale things like am i wrong about this or are the no, days no. of the giant triple a kind of going gone the way of the dodo because bird? people are just more aware of what, of what to go out there for like man i remember like with gamestop um i was one of those customers and by the way do you ever i mean not not to sound like a dick by the way too because we are on a platform that we don't want to like sound like assholes but i worked at a uh, mom and pop video game like wannabe gamestop mm -hmm. recently and uh, I gotta tell you, dude, I'm surprised how many people are unaware of how the fran or how the industry works. So, like, did you not look at people and go, like, are you stupid? Like, I just sold you on pre-ordering a game that has no pre-order bonuses or anything. Like, you're gonna do it? Like, what the fuck? Um, how often? It's always happen? this amazing thing where you get to like make people think there's a commodity in something that is going to be available everywhere. Just so we're clear, like yeah. anytime that we're like, because they were like, oh, you got to pre-order this because you might not get it, and if you don't get it, then you're never gonna get it. Like as if there's not a, like a resupply command thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just, the whole fucking thing bothers me, and I feel bad because at least mom and pop shops are like trying to do the right thing. There's a couple of those still out here in LA. 
uh, and they're awesome. But you know, like they're losing the battle because like GameStop's yeah. losing the battle, and they're billionaires. You know, yeah, it's weird. The, the fact that the administrative like top of the ladder is losing the fucking battle is like, yeah, everybody else just quit. But Chad, <laughs> the Chicano kid, I love the Chicano kid, man. He's fucking cool. He goes, uh, I'm just trying to make me abuela proud. What's abuela? Let's let's turn this into Grandma. a fucking what? Oh damn! I done fucked up on my on my little. But I was say you made me. You ever like play solitaire on the computer, and then when you win, <laughs> yeah. all the cards. Like, that's what started happening in my face. Yeah, when we make a point, it's just gonna be like whoa. It's amazing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do the thumbs up as you do it. Though. Yeah, that's I know, right. <laughs> I love that shit. That's actually. I, I might end up having too much fun, so I'm not gonna do it anymore. But what the fuck? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Pick uh, your spots, Diaz. <laughs> Ryan says you've seen Coco. You heard the word abuela. Uh, yeah, I was too busy crying. Uh, I gotta tell oh, you, dude, God, I cried my eyes out during that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, but see, so you probably think that's a positive thing, right? Oh, did you not like it? Oh, God, I cried so hard. I just kept thinking of my grandmother the entire. And I think that's the cheat code. They got right to the abuela grief bone of every yeah. Spanish person in the world. Yeah, and here's a problem though. <laughs> it's like for me, um, this is a big thing I get criticized for in the chat text stuff. So sorry, guys, about to bring this up again. Um, oh, but I call the movie Kaka because it made me feel like Kaka. Um, it's not Coco. Um, another thing too is like with Soul, I love that movie too. It's a really amazing movie, but like points that take off of it, it's just like I'm trying to enjoy a movie that's colorful, vibrant for kids, or sometimes for kids. Mm. I know it's not really like a thing that people say anymore because adults can enjoy it just as much as kids can. Yeah. But like it's it's so sad all the fuck. Like Luca was actually fun the whole time. I didn't, I didn't feel like shit watching that movie. But like you know, it's almost like a cheat code and kind of cheap that people who make like uh, again Coco. Um, it's like, yeah, of course you're going to get me to, like, give your movie extra points because you're forcing me to cry. Like, that's, uh, I don't know, man. That's not I, I find this so interesting. Do you remember when uh, me and Miles were watching BoJack yeah. and I had to really convince him to like BoJack? He's like, it's just too sad, man. Yeah, yeah, I and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the bad though. emotions are half of all emotions, Nick. <laughs> like, I know. You can't be a robot. Come on. I just, for me, it just bothers me so much because, like, and, and there's times where, like, it makes sense to cry or whatever. Like, for instance, like, Toy Story 3, I don't take points off because that's generally a, a sad story from the beginning to the end. Like, their whole journey is mm -hmm. kind of sad, right? Yeah. Um, but, man, I was having a good time with, like, a bug's life and shit, you know? All right. Well, that's a, so at some point... And think about this, though, because the kids that were enjoying Toy Story and A Bug's Life, the early Pixar things, are all now adults who probably have their own young kids sort of things. And so it's like I always think that the people who were writing those films started writing them more or less for kids. There were lower stakes. And then little by little, they just became these adult oriented things. I think you would agree. Soul is barely a kid's movie, oh, so if at all. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. No. I'm in the same uh, bit with that too. I feel like that's definitely not a kid's movie because here's another thing too. It's like, uh, the, the I know it's like a lot of things to learn from Coco, but like mm -hmm. what I learned is just hope to die early. Because <laughs> like one one of those things about that movie is just like you don't want to like <laughs> die when you're like 50 years old and forever you're 50. It's like right. this might make people suicidal. Like I don't know, man. Oh god. Yeah. If people yeah. Can I, tell you, I just I. <laughs> well, this is going to get really sad if I tell this story. I'll tell it really, really quickly, okay. which is to say that uh, when I was in sixth grade, I had a teacher who told me uh, to sort of negate your point, Nick, that we die very slowly. We think that dying is this thing that happens very quickly, right? But there was a reason that you frame this around Michael Jordan, who had just came back to the NBA and wasn't nearly as good. Oh. And it was this whole situation where it was just like, well, the reason he's not as good is because your body literally starts to break down. Dying does not begin at the very end. It's like at 40. So sorry to any 40-year-old toasties. Yeah, what the fuck I'm, was up with I'm, that that teacher, man? 
Oh yeah, I agree. I, but you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like the most nihilistic teacher in the world. Like if I looked up that teacher now and she killed herself, I would not be surprised at all because she was espousing yeah. some spooky shit to sixth graders. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> like, yeah, was that math class? Like, two plus two. It was, it was math class. Of Holy course it shit, was. dude! People are so into their fucking numbers in math, dude. Like, they're so into their own heads that, like, yeah, that, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's hilarious. There's like a fucking Lucy K joke about that too. Just kind of like, yeah, you know, for people that are alive, we're all just dead people waiting to die. Like, <laughs> that's we spend most of our existence being dead. So. You know what I find funny? That Coleman left and this show got darker than it usually gets. Like, I know, I, dude. We were talking about Texas abortion a couple weeks ago, but now we're talking about <laughs> the inevitable abyss of death. So welcome to Fridays with Double Toasted. Uh, Luke the Boss says you can tell Christian from New York City because he calls Latino Spanish people. Um, I like that, though. I like that you do that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bad Boy says Coco with our family's by a panther. My mom, who doesn't see movies, went to Coco and she loved it. Yeah, that's probably uh, bringing a lot of people together. The dark double talk. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, I actually, I do think we're, like, making history right now. I just want you to know that. Like, is this the first all Latino fucking uh, yeah. Double Toasted show ever? Yeah, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, someone in the Coco, chat. We should just talk about other Spanish shows at this point. Let's just keep it really specific and alienate everyone else. Dude, actually, you know what we should do? Very quickly. Um, let's talk about fucking Blood and Blood Out. Like Blood? Okay. Yeah, so um, that movie is very, very good. Um, we were talking... I remember there was a post on Children of the Toast uh, like a year ago. And I got lots of love for this, surprisingly. But... Because um, I got a funny story. This goes into a few other things that we can just take and branch out whenever the fuck we feel like it. But... It's a three-hour movie. I personally think that, you know, there should be a limit on how long certain movies are, right? <laughs> like, um, do you feel the same way, by the way? How do you feel about length of movies? I, I Some movies I'm fine with them being very long, but generally speaking, as I like, I'm just like, nothing, unless this is a fucking art movie, you can do all this in 90 minutes. We don't need two hours and fucking 45 minutes yeah. for every single movie that comes out now, and that's what every movie seems to be now. Yeah, because um, in the chat, you know, Tiberius Monk saying 1.52 hours is the sweet spot. I definitely agree. But the Irishman being four hours was – I didn't – was it four hours? I thought it was three hours. Uh, I think it was 352. It was, it was oh damn near four. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it felt like that too. Jesus Christ. Um, but anyways, um, so I got into a discussion with Alan uh, on our show. And Alan, I know you wanted to be on today and you're at work right now. Hopefully you're having a good day at work. Hopefully you listen to this at lunch or something. But I definitely disagree with you and I'm going to tell Christian about it. Um, he says that, you know, when it comes to rating a movie overall, like at the very, very end of what you give something uh, a grade, um, the time should not be anything to really – it shouldn't have anything to do with it because of the fact that, like, if you don't like a movie at a certain length, you just didn't like the movie at all. And I, I fundamentally disagree because there's times where, like, like Casino, I love that movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely, uh, you could take off, like, 40 fucking minutes, dude. There's a lot of, like, people gambling, etc. And I look at Blood and Blood Out, and that's one of those movies where all my Mexican, like, family, my friends, everything, they fucking adore the movie. Like, it's, like, number three out of, like, their top ten movies ever. ever. That movie is so unnecessarily fucking long. It's ridiculous. And I, I love that movie too. It's pretty cool, especially the chum chum scene someone said in the chat. But um, do you feel like that movie is like a little too overly hyped because of the fact that, you know, Mexicans be wanting a movie, you know? I think, I mean, how much of that is just the fact that like Mexican people don't have epics, like in the same way, right? Where we can, I can name 50 other like sort of long three to four hour movies in the, in the history of Hollywood mm -hmm. that are just predominantly filled with like Caucasian actors, right? So I, I think that there is a point of pride for that. I don't know if like the runtime should, should take that away. But again, the fact that anyone in Hollywood was like, we should make an epic about fucking three Chicanos in East LA. <laughs> it's sort of an amazing thing in and of itself. I understand being proud of that. In the same way that I was proud that in the Heights for being made, 
even if it's not super great. You know what I mean? It's yeah. still something I'm really proud of. Uh, and so I think that we shouldn't get too shitty about our point of prides. Although I'll tell you this, like in the Heights was two hours and 15 minutes. And I was like, we can cut this down by 30 minutes. We don't need half of these fucking musical yeah. numbers. I mean, it really goes down to just like, you know, editing is part of the, of the art of filmmaking. So like there should be an editor and there should be a guy cutting shit off and telling the director, hey, dude, like I'm telling you, this is what I do for a living. Fuck off with the shit. Like you, you're meandering a little bit and leave that. Yeah, no, someone in the chat just said this too. Uh and, and it's true. So there are examples of longer films. Ridley Scott did Kingdom of Heaven, which I remember watching that theatrical cut when it came out because it was right off the heels of Gladiator. And we were like, oh, shit, he's going to make another Gladiator movie. And it was not a very good movie. Mm -hmm. the, the director's cut is like damn near four hours. I think it's like three hours and 50 minutes. And it's way better. And it's one of those movies that somehow, even though you've added a, an, an extra hour to the runtime, it feels shorter just because the pacing is better. So mm -hmm. I think there's precedent for it sometimes, man. I mean, you, you wholesale just don't like long movies. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, and the biggest thing is just, like, I don't like meandering. I don't like people kind of smelling their own farts sometimes. And in the chat, really quick, too, uh, Mr. Yasmin, we, you did not miss the Mario discussion. We're just kind of getting things a little cooked up a little bit, marinating, you know what I mean, all that good stuff. Ryan saying Christian could have seen a Vivo that's under 100 minutes. I want to watch that, too. That kind of, like, um, that kind of, like, came and went. Like, it just... Yeah, it was under the radar. Totally. Yeah, that was, yeah that's where I wanted to use, under the radar. When yeah. I was talking about... Um... Uh, Coco the other day with my friend back in Brooklyn she was like remember that movie The Book of Life was that what it was called and it was also mm, like yeah. Guillermo del Toro Presents and it was almost the same like concept as Coco and I never watched that movie though so I have no idea if there's any like merit to that argument yeah um, by the way to uh, Epic I'm, I'm gonna call you Epis <laughs> so you know sorry uh, we're saying Blend and Blau hits different for Mexican I am Mexican and, and I did hit different for me it's just like I'm so much in my own fucking head sometimes. Like, for instance, because I, I used to have a lot of time to think about shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nowadays, mm -hmm. like, I don't care about anything. I just fucking work and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Terminator 2 is my number one favorite movie of all time. No one can tell me any different. But I got into discussion um, telling Alan how I could be a little <laughs> full of shit. Oh, thank you for the subscription. Really appreciate that. But um, there's parts in there. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but the theatrical, theatrical uh, version of that movie came out only on VHS. Um, if you got this on Blu-ray or DVD or anywhere outside the States, even on VHS, it's actually uh, an extra 20 minutes long because they leave all the deleted scenes in there. So there's like a part where like Arnold's trying to like smile and he's like, you know, some fucking stupid <laughs> shit. And um, there's a part where Kyle Reese comes in there and does the fucking most sexual hug. I mean, I understand they miss each other, you know, and they love each yeah. other, but it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, it's like fucking ridiculous. Um, so there's a lot of stuff they kind of added in. I'm like, the movie was fine before that. It was fucking two hours long. It was perfect the way it was. Yeah. And you guys had to fuck with it. So it's just, I just wish people would stop messing with it. Well, see, people. now we're encroaching on the discussion about director's cuts, which like 90% of the time <laughs> I think are bad ideas. I yeah. really cannot stress this enough. Like this is why the fucking Star Wars original movies are as chopped up and ridiculous and CGI'd as they are is because we say, hey, like, you, you still, the owner still owns the movie. The director still owns the movie, even if that's not necessarily true, right? Once yeah. something is out, doesn't it belong to us collectively? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, and that's what's funny about that too, because like, I mean, I get so mad about director's cuts because now they're not even like director's cuts. They're like, let me just give you the source file, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is just kind of fucking crazy. But yeah, I completely agree with your point there too and, and definitely see that point. You know what I mean? And I understand why some people are actually excited about some of these things. I mean, we talked about this the other day when we did this, uh, Batman v Superman. I feel like that was, the ultimate condition was necessary. A, a little bit, maybe, probably. Was or was not necessary? I didn't hear it. it was. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tried to watch that like uh, like six months ago and that's the four hour one, right? Yeah. 
I, just, I got nauseous. Oh, no, no, no. That's the Justice League. Uh, the Ultimate Edition was like two and a half hours. Oh, but you're talking about Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it wasn't as long as I thought. I still got nauseous by the end of that movie. Like, that's how... Uh, I know it's not even that it's bad. Like, that's the weirdest thing. And we can actually start the show after this with Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> yeah. Zack Snyder movies work as movies in as much as they have, like, beginnings, middle, and ends. They attempt to have themes. I just don't agree with the themes, generally speaking. Uh, but then I watch, like, the... And I know you like it, but this is the thing that drives me crazy. The 2016 Suicide Squad which just like fundamentally gave me a headache the entire time I was watching it. And no, it's, it's just, well, yeah, cause it didn't feel like, all right. So, you know, like uh, set up and payoff and all that shit, like the basics of writing, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's a movie where they have a bunch of setups and then a payoff that doesn't make sense. And the one I keep thinking of is the unicorn, the little pink unicorn that boomerang has. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Cause they, they set it up and then he puts it in his pocket and they, it's your reminder. And then he gets stabbed, but he doesn't, he doesn't die. And you're like, Oh, me as a movie viewer. I've seen that fucking pink unicorn twice now. That's the thing that saves his life. But it's like a, <laughs> a wad of cash or some shit. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It's, about, yeah. it's just shit like that that takes me out of the movie. And I'm like, as much as I talk shit about Zack Snyder, he doesn't do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, he mm -hmm. at least makes that make sense. Uh, but chat, um, we see uh, Clemmy Hazel in here. Jonathan Stryker, yes. Mr. Butt Rock himself. Hello there, dude. That's a chat tag joke you guys probably don't know. <laughs> uh, Ice Free on Double Toast to Mugshot Edition. Okay, yeah, it does look like a mugshot. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to figure out another way to do it. I'm just trying to I'm trying to fuck around with some things or whatever. But thank you very much for watching there, Ice Free on. Really appreciate it, man. Um, what you call it? Divine Miss Klein. Yak in the chat. What's up, dude? For yours, Kirk. Um, Chris Ayers says the Retro's Cuff Aliens is better. You know, I've never seen that. I uh, never actually seen that. Crispy computer fish. I like the Red Club Night Professor too. No, you don't. That is bullshit. You do not fucking like that goddamn thing. Um, that movie was ridiculous. <laughs> that second one. Um, that day, ooh, just a hit and a fucking mess. But speaking of hit and the miss, though, um, very very curious what you think about this because I reacted to this live during the Nintendo Direct thingy. Um, yeah. Did not expect to see like movie shit being shown during this entire thing. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can. I, I actually lost it. I can't believe this. Oh my god, guys, what do I do? Um, let me see. But you guys should probably already consider what we're talking about. You probably should already know. Um, this is the good old uh, Super Mario Brothers animated movie. Uh, let me see here and pull this up on the screen. And there it is. Yes. So, yeah, dude. Um, Chris Pratt as uh, Mario is one of the craziest things on here. But like, that's not even anything that makes me want to even discuss this. Essentially, what I'm kind of like, what the fuck about is Keegan-Michael Key, Jack Black, and Charlie Day. Like, what the fuck is going on here, man? What are your thoughts on this? Because I've already talked about it, and I'm probably going to talk about more uh, on other shows. I think people really want to hear your opinion on this, man. Uh, what do you feel? Uh, fuck. Um, okay. So, I don't know. We have, This is a complicated answer, too, right? Because we have the uh, old Bob Hoskins, like, 1990 uh, Mario movie. <laughs> yeah, like, to contend with, which is, it is, like, an abject failure. It's fucking horrible. But it's also, like, the most fascinating failure I've ever seen. There's a reason yeah. why it still sort of endures in our pop culture. We're still we're still doing bad movie reviews about it some 30 years later. So it's interesting <laughs> to me. This makes like little to no sense, but it makes more sense than say like a Zelda adaptation, which I know we might talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess my problem with it is just like they're gonna go the Sonic the Hedgehog route, which really worked for Sonic the Hedgehog, I thought, because all you need is sort of a um, a sassy kind of actor. To, 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 to throw a couple quippy one-liners and that's Sonic, right? The CGI will do the rest. Yeah. It's very weird casting choices, man. And um, 
like how problematic is it is it going to be if it's just chris pratt trying to do weird italian caricatures and oh, shit like that. that like and, like I, we're walking I on fucking cultural eggshells here nick that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah dude and then like as toad is like how much character i mean dude there's only so, so much characterization to do with toad and they keep kind of forcing so they even gave him a fucking video game that toadstool like uh walk around and wish your mario game like what the fuck mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so it's like that's kind of a weird thing too and then seth rogan i don't even know so we'll actually go through this list really quick guys uh, let me go ahead and see really quick over here. They had this all listed. Thank you, Deadline, for doing all the work for me. Um, but yeah, Bowser's Jack Black. I guess I can kind of understand it. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Um, I actually thought this was a pretty cool concept, having Donkey Kong here. I think that's respectful, right? I mean, it's great because that's like the origins of it. I mean, that's the thing. I just don't know what the tone's going to be. And it's like, there's a lot of talent here, right? Talent doesn't seem to be the problem. Uh, I just, like, what is the story going to be? And like you said about characterization, which is like, you're talking about Toad. What's the characterization there? I mean, for any of them, really. Like, this is the thing that always drives me crazy is like, what's the approach on this? Mario is a fucking plumber who just constantly gets sucked into like intergalactic fucking adventures because the kingdom has the worst security firm in the entire land. Like there's no reason that Princess Peach should get kidnapped, but continually does. So it's like, how are they even going to make that an interesting concept? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I do have a few reasons why I'm, I feel kind of okay about this for one having, and then we will go through this. I'm, I'm going to do like some live, uh, <laughs> like figuring shit out. Um, but Aaron uh, Horvath, uh, sorry, I don't know how to explain this guy's name, but he did Teen Titans Go, um, and then Teen Titans Go to the movies, and I fucking love Teen Titans Go to the movies, man. That was a great, great movie. Um, I had a great time watching that. Have you seen that yet? I have not, but I've heard wonderful things from our resident toasty animation expert, Ryan Walterson. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Ryan, I actually, um, you know, because he's, he's into so much that I'm like, okay, you just like the shit because it's fucking animated. But yeah. no, like he knows when to say, hey, dude, that's bullshit. You know, so um, definitely respect that uh, good old Ryan. Um, but yeah, and then like uh, this guy, you know, like I said, he did a Naruto apparently. I did not, I, I didn't know about this. Um, is this like uh, an animated movie or like what the fuck? I mean, actually, I'm gonna click on it. Let me see. Let me see. Um, it is the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But because, like, dude, here's another thing too about uh, Naruto. And I know you're not a big follower of anime, but it's like, dude, like they got the fucking Shippuden, you know, anime with the sequel series. And they got a bunch of seasons in the first one. It's like I, I don't know what the fuck is what with with Naruto, <laughs> you know. Um, but I haven't heard much about this. So I mean, that means like I'm not hearing negative stuff about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess, all right. So here's my question, which again is like, or how much heavy lifting are they going to do? Is this going to be something where they feel the need to tell like a quote unquote origin story for Mario? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and also, so you have the extended kind of uh, group of people who are all associated with it. So I guess my, my big question is just like, are they going to try to immerse us in a world like a detective Pikachu, which I thought did a really good job because they just assumed that the people who were going to watch this movie were already going to understand sort of the world building, right? Yeah. And I think that that was good because it didn't waste time. We were able just to dive in and sort of accept the stakes of what the movie are. I really hope they do something similar with this because they have so much talent with it, and I just want that to be good and not bad. Yeah, no, I'm gonna see him both too because even have the writer. Uh, this guy's Matthew Foger, um, or Fogel, <laughs> Foger. Um, but uh, <clears throat> this sounds a little bit like they already paid this guy to be part of Illumination because he's done Illumination shit before too with Lego Movie mm -hmm. and Minions. <laughs> so thank you for this description. Super duper appreciate that laughter. Um, but the thing is here is. Um, you know, this guy, uh, Dead Minions, which I think is, is trash, but he probably knows a lot of comedic chemistries with, with Chris Pratt, which is fine. But then the other um, director of this, because this is just writing, but the other director, 
has worked alongside uh, the guy we're talking about before. This guy's Michael Jelinek. So I I'm just looking at this like it just seems like these are friends that already have probably hung out with each other, probably in the same office or whatever, and like now they got a chance to do something like this together. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Now, the biggest question here, though, is that, you know, we think what we think about this particular movie. Zelda is going to be happening. We know this. It's, we're building the fucking Nintendo movie universe, right? So, like, who do you, like, immensely, who do you cast as Link? You know what I mean? Or, or, or Zelda herself? I cast no Like, okay, if we have to do these movies, and, and this is my question again, this Mario movie, is this CGI, right? It's going to be yeah. CGI? Okay, thank God. That's the only way you can do it, and I wonder if, if you try to, and it's not going to make for a very interesting, uh, like... I don't know how you do this. This the series is called Zelda. I just want to point that out. It's always been about Zelda. So it'd be interesting if you yeah. can make her sort of the uh diegetic character. She's the one who like carries yeah. the the plot. Or interesting. Thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like again, we talked about the characterization. Link doesn't fucking talk. Like he he grunts a lot, you know. He'll he'll shudder huh. if you jump off yeah. high trees. <laughs> but <laughs> that's about it. And so it's kind of my point where it's just like I don't even know where you start with trying to write a story like that because your protagonist basically doesn't talk. I think just by making him talk, it already sort of changes what Zelda is. But then, you're a big Zelda guy or no? Is it just me? Um, I love Zelda for the gameplay. The the, the storyline, I don't give a shit about. Yeah, but so you don't know like the timeline and shit that's going on, right? Like and how dumb. incredibly convoluted it is and how they're like splits off in the universe. So my point is, where do you even start with that? Uh, I, I think that's the worst idea in the world. I would rather see a Metroid movie because that already yeah. lends itself to like hard sci-fi and that seems really, really good. I would even maybe watch Star Fox because we already have Rocket Raccoon kind of setting precedence for like, you know, uh, like rodents being up in space doing shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know about Zelda, man. I mean, what, what about you? You have, no, you have to have someone in your head, right? I'm, I'm down for it just because I want to see Hyrule just in this world. You know I mean? I, I, I think one Zelda movie or something and then like mm -hmm. maybe have like a big like blow off like you know, you fight Ganon and then maybe like a villain from Skyward Sword or somewhere else or Majora's Mask. Like, oh man, imagine if like, you know, you make two really silly, very, very kid-friendly movies and then you just fucking ruin their lives with Majora's Mask being adapted. Yeah. yeah, I'm playing that right now and it is so by good. far the darkest. It's my favorite Zelda game and I feel like it is the redheaded stepchild because it's like, you know, right in between Ocarina being great and then everything they did afterwards. Wind Waker is amazing. I just feel very bad that Majora's Mask is left out in the cold. Yeah, know? it's always just like, you know, oh, but Ocarina of Time though. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, no, I fucking Majora's Mask is easily my favorite one, um, especially just the gameplay too. But the story and just like that, that thing just hovering behind you all the time. I just fuck like we need to hurry the fuck up. Nah. Um, yeah. I love that stuff, and I feel like that could be adapted at a certain point too to not like overly build you know Ganondorf and everything too. Um, but I really want to build this universe or have them. I'm, I'm saying like I'm gonna do it. No, I'm not gonna do shit. I'm gonna sit here and watch it. Um, but I want them to build that universe because it's like there is a lot of these characters and a lot of these worlds that are really interesting to the point where like you don't even need Mario or even to do a bunch of shit themselves. You can essentially just let the world breathe itself and just kind of like. You know, imagine Mario walking through a bunch of chaos with like people fighting the Koopa Troopers or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I think what they should have done was just do a Super Smash Brothers movies because you can just you can frame it as like. But remember the first Mortal Kombat where they actually paid lip service yeah. to the idea that there was a Mortal Kombat tournament, <laughs> which I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm fucking this last one freaked me out. But anyway. Um, yeah. You could almost do it like that. And maybe they're trying to reverse engineer that. Maybe that's their Avengers moment, right? It's like, oh, we do we do this. We already did a Pokemon movie, right? The Nintendo company owns the games, if nothing else. I don't think they own Pokemon outright. I don't know the, the 
legalities of that. But the idea is if they build that, is that what they work towards? Where you could put Zelda and Mario and oh, like yeah. Sky Fox and all of their Metroid Samus and just throw them together? Yeah, but then you would have to get characters from some of those franchises and make sure like, okay, this is going to be our big bad that everybody needs to team up with. Because don't pull a fucking Justice League where like Steppenwolf Mm-hmm. Is, is having to fight all these superheroes and basically just one of them that's all you need to fuck them up yeah. you know totally. what I mean so like yeah you gotta find a character that's badass enough for everybody to get together but like dude like yeah Pokemon being involved too I'm pretty sure Detective Pikachu could be like connected with mm-hmm. this or something or maybe not I don't know like I'm not well, just no, being a fan you small bad yeah. you know like Bowser's your small bad and then isn't isn't what's, what's the bad guy in the for in the original Smash Brothers isn't it the hand just the fucking glove yeah, that would be terrible, yeah. how do we do that as a movie why not you know yeah and there'd be moments too it's like fuck it you know like have a TV show where it's like their version of what if or something some randomizer of a fucking show and mm. what happens if Mario hangs out with the minions you know? Oh God! Don't do that to me. See, <laughs> see that—that's that, that's why we're fucking going to hell, like as a, as a nation, because we just can't help ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we we think everything's a good idea, even Them if dollar it's dollar signs, man. God damn it! Them God dollar damn it. signs, bro. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the end. I'm ready just to hold hands and walk into the oblivion. Back to death, Nick. Do you see what the show's done to me today? Oh, uh, the boss. I feel like I know why Chris Pratt was cast. I feel like it's Nintendo being petty because Paramount wanted him for the Sonic movie. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, that that who knows? Because like they're being petty with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Marvel and Disney and the whole fucking thing going on. So yeah. I I just for me I, I expect a lot more out of these companies. So I don't expect like them going to the office and being petty together in suits. Hey, look. How can we fuck with them in this sense? You know, I can't imagine that being the case. Uh, I almost muted you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but do you feel like uh, Luke the Boss has a point there? Uh, I mean, it's certainly possible. I mean, this place, look, I live here, all right? It's the pettiest fucking place in the world. I assure you that if someone can get back at somebody, they probably will do that. But I think everything kind of worked out in the end anyway. Like, uh, Paramount got a big hit for... Uh, or for 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 uh, the Sonic movie, you know, and Ben yeah. Schwartz did a really good job. So I don't I don't I don't think anyone should be too mad about it, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, once again though, guys, we'll see what happens with this. You know, um, Illumination's uh, other works have been the Grinch, the Despicable Me scene. I'm obviously reading uh, <laughs> scene, Secret Life of Pets, Hop. Um, haven't seen any. Oh, I've seen a few of these, but I don't really give a shit about them. But the thing is though is that you know because of them having so many movies that they've done that are successful, then you can pretty much say Mario's gonna be successful. They know what they're doing. But is it going to be good? Well, I, let's give some credit to them, by the way, as a company, because they could have cashed in a billion times on selling this shit for Hollywood profiteering stuff. And other than the very noticeable fuck up that they did with Hollywood like 30 years ago, they've mostly avoided that. Like, yeah, there's been cartoons, there's been some animated stuff here and there, but they've never cashed in. And I wonder if they're doing that now because they feel confident about how they're going to move forward. And also, I know we were laughing about the Smash Brothers thing, but I, I think like shared universes are a thing now and nintendo has a ridiculously great shared universe already just within the video games that's why mario and fucking bowser go golfing once a year together you know what i'm saying so i think it's a really interesting idea i really hope they pull it off because as much as we talk about being fanboys of like oh you're a sony fanboy you're microsoft i i like no i'm such a nintendo fanboy like all my favorite games as a kid were nintendo games and i've never not bought one of their systems so i'm and definitely rooting for them to this day they're still number one dude i, I fucking yeah. love nintendo i love the switch <laughs> like my god um yeah. by the way so we didn't have this plan whatever but that's why i like the daily double talk with nick and, and christian is that we could talk about fucking anything you know what i mean and as long as we don't go over a certain amount of time which by the way dude like we're almost like at 45 minutes 
Where did time go, man? What the fuck? It uh, flies. <laughs> but the thing is, dude, um, I know you must have read something about the Nintendo Direct. What are your thoughts on the N64 and uh, Sega Genesis getting like their, their ROM emulator equivalent on the uh, Switch? I think it's great. I think emulation is this wonderful thing that for some reason is demonized. Like it's not this thing that's preserving games and whatnot. So I'm really glad that like Nintendo's jumping on board with it. Um, and I think it's great just because the Switch has become this unbelievable hit. I'm mad because I want to play the Metroid Prime Trilogy series before this new Metroid game comes yeah. out. Uh, and I can't because they have not put it out on the Switch yet, which breaks my heart. But the idea that you have all of your history, all of your legacy of what makes Nintendo so great, we're talking 30 years, we're talking five, six, seven different consoles, bringing that all under one thing is huge, I think. And uh, more bang for your buck. I, I play all the Super Nintendo games and the NES games now that they have for free on the Switch. I'm sure most people do. Yeah. And so the idea that they're like also going into Sega territory and we're going to get Sonic, and I, I kind of love it, man. I think it's a great dude. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like the Contra games are on there too. And then like yeah, you even dude. got like that... Uh, uh, the Castlevania collection, and we already had one like two years ago. It came out like in 2019, 2018. Sorry, guys, let me know in the chat what it actually is. But <laughs> um, the thing is, though, is that um, you know we had that, and it didn't have like those frame skip things where you hit like L, L, and R, and then you get to like rewind time to like fix a fuck up you made. And mm. now, like you know, with this new one coming out, they've showed it on screen yesterday. Like we get to have that now. So like, dude, I can play Symphony in the Night and not deal with dying and waiting like ten fucking minutes to get back to my fucking game. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Honestly, my favorite game that I played lately was um was a Hollow Knight, which is totally a, oh, like yes. a, a Metroidvania. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Those games just like ah, oh, they they do something. I'm like seven years old, just going through these dungeons all day. You know what I mean? So that's so fucking cool, man. I think it's great. Like I said, anything that's like again bringing all the legacy under one. Room, Roof. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? Like, fucking Nintendo yeah. gets it. They really do. They really do, man. And I hope that, you know, hopefully the new, uh, whatever that new uh, Switch device, you know, everyone's wannabe sequel series to the Switch, hopefully that does again. People don't talk shit about it. But, like, I can't imagine PS5 or Xbox Series X doing something that crazy for me to just throw away my Switch in two years. Um, right. Switch is literally like, oh, like, it's my love. I love the Switch. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, moving on, though, man. Um, Got to bring this up with you, dude. Um, not as big of a story as lots of the other things that we could possibly talk about, so I don't want to go too long with this, but I got to get your opinion, man. Clifford, okay. the big red dog, um, apparently <laughs> says release for November. Um, you know, release for leaders and Paramount+. Plus. By the way, too, before you even continue on this, I didn't even write this down as far as like a potential like discussion or whatever, but I got to get your opinion on the idea that like now people are going to movie theaters a lot. And yet, people still trying to do like this coming out on the same day, like uh, Halloween Kills coming out on Peacock. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, why do you think that's the case? Uh, I think everyone is doing. I've been talking about this. This is the most fascinating thing in the world because this was going to happen in five to ten years anyway, and then mm -hmm. a pandemic happened, and now it just forced everyone to show their hands way quicker. Which is all that matters is getting people into your camp now like to get you to subscribe to their thing because eventually like i really feel this way and i know people have been saying this for 50 years but like <laughs> tv is going to be gone in the next 15 to 20 years at least the way that we perceive it i i can't imagine that just because cbs has paramount they have their own streamer nbc has peacock like everyone's moving towards this thing where it's all about bringing someone else in Can you imagine i think like not to have me t me too tv or me tv playing yeah, in the background. It's <laughs> yeah you know, it's i want to hear that right rifle man like yeah dude it's right around the corner and that's my point so it's like now we're all in this mad dash and i think that um during a pandemic even though some movies are coming back and like they're showing some box office legs we also saw some movies not do as well like suicide squad 
bombing was really surprising to me. Uh, and you can say some of that has to do with it being on HBO Max. And I know it got really, really big numbers there. But I think it's just people trying to hedge their bets, try to bring people under their umbrella because they want you to pay $10 a month forever rather than to spend $20 at the movie theater once. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much where we are uh, getting into with this Clifford situation here, guys, because essentially I'll read this kind of, you know, story too, whatever. Um, let me see. Well, now I now I can see on my screen. At least you guys can see it. Woo! Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, but it's back on track for release. Uh, Paramount has put the children's film back on the calendar for November, November 10th. And here's the thing, too, um, about this. This was actually a thing. I forgot. Was it July? I think it was July where they switched Clifford's September release because of the Delta variant. And still screen uh, the movie for CinemaCon, which I thought, like, if you change, like, the date of something that releases, don't you change it for, like, when you screen it, too? Usually, but, I, I mean, again, I think we're in unprecedented time. I have no idea. Because yeah. they, they moved Dune around a couple times on the release schedule, and they still premiered yeah. it, you know? Yeah, which is strange, too, because, like, this was um, the, one of the movies that was actually uh, screened during this time was Halloween Kills. There was Dune. Um, as you just said, there was a uh, there's a few other ones too because I wrote them down. But like, there was a lot of movies they screened, and I'm kind of like, well, because of this being the case, wouldn't you guys imagine uh, not doing this because of the fact that like all these other movies are going to do well? Then what's the point? You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. It's very strange. But at the same time, like, Clifford's such a who gives a fuck ass movie <laughs> that I just can't imagine anyone actually being excited for this. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, are you gonna watch this? That trailer gave me a fucking... I watched it today because you're like, hey, let's talk about Clifford. I'm like, all right, let me watch the trailer. And it gave me uh, a panic attack. There's like John Cleese. He's a fucking Monty Python. He's like comedy royalty. Why is he in this movie, number one? But the the nightmarish thing, and this is, you know, if Corey were here, he would be like, Torres, you're thinking about shit too much. Uh, there's a part in the trailer where John Cleese, he's like, how big is he going to get? And John Cleese is like, it depends on how much you love him. And then the <laughs> next day, he's a giant dog. Imagine if that's just an emotionally abusive child. Like, imagine if that fucking child doesn't love Clifford. Does Clifford get small? You know what I'm saying? Like, these yeah. are the things that keep me up at night. Uh, and so to answer your question, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch this fucking movie, Nick. It seems insane. It seems like a nightmare. God. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm going to see it in theaters, all right? Because I want to get sick while I watch this movie. Honestly, there's someone at their fucking table. You motherfucker. Um, but no, man. Um, no, it, it's going to be trash, but I, I think I might still watch it. I have nephews. Come on. Oh, yeah, of course. No. Uh, computer Christian, let's be honest. John Cleese has been in some crap before. So I don't know much about John Cleese. What are some other, like, real big bullshit fucking things he's been in before that you that comes to mind? I don't know right about before? terribly bad stuff. I mean, John Cleese has been putting his fucking foot in his mouth the last couple of years and being a little uh, uh, turfy and creepy towards trans people. I don't love that very much. But he is in Monty Python. He is a python. He was in Faulty Towers, which I think is one of the greatest comedies ever. And I mean, he's he's great, but has he been in a lot of bad stuff lately? I feel like everyone who is in Monty Python, at least he's not Eric Idle, who doesn't seem to do anything else except look and say, I was in Monty Python, give me money. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny that I have not seen any of these. Uh, one more thing, You're too, I want to bring really quick, too, is that uh, do you think this could be a successful movie, a family movie, considering all the other shit that, uh, that came out this year? Because I got to tell you, dude, like... People are really trying to, uh, you know, put out these family movies because, like, yeah, you're stuck in the house. You're stuck with the kids. Like, we're going to give you some shit that you're going to watch for them. Sure. We've got Raya Last Dragon, fucking Paw Patrol, which that came and went. That was a big old meme for a bit there, and that just kind of disappeared. Um, but Space Jam 2, I think that counts, you know? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because Clifford 
like you know would be a really interesting thing like the, if they did the berenstein bears or something which, oh which like God, yeah. clifford for me was a book first i don't know if this is for everyone else but when i was really little and they were like showing off like uh books for kids to read It'd be like the berenstein bears and clifford the big red dog and stuff of that nature mm-hmm. and so i wonder how much of this once again is a nostalgia thing where it's like kid people like me who have kids well i don't have kids but people my age who have kids yeah. at this point are taking their kids to go see family movies that also have a little bit of a relation to them i think it definitely could be a hit but i don't know if the appetite for clifford the red big red dog is out there yeah because the biggest thing for me too that kind of gets me worried a little bit as well for this movie not like legitimate worry i'm just like okay like if someone asked me like hey put your money down is it going to do good or not i'm gonna be like no because you know lots of big movies are coming out in the next two months um, especially with horror and blah 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 but then um, more family movies, and I gotta tell you, like no one's giving a fuck about this versus uh, Scene Two or Hotel Transylvania Transformia. Like, there's people that are gonna be watching the movie thinking it's like the next Cats. Like, it's gonna be so fucking bad that friends are gonna go together drunk as fuck. Like, let's just go give this movie money to make fun of the shit. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, here's the thing, though. So we're pretty much done with the conversation. Um, but if you guys have more questions about it, totally cool. Here's the thing, though. Um, and Christian doesn't know this, but Google Me did this really shitty thing, buddy. That now, yeah. after an hour, it kicks you out. Uh, well, do you want me to just to exit and, and click the link back again? Yeah, so what's going to happen is I'm going to send you a text with the new link, and then you're just okay. going to join that one, and then we're all good. Okay, but you're going to stay live on here, right? I'm going to stay live on here, and while we do this, we got to do an ad anyway, so it's like, hey, might as well uh, put the ad on so they don't see that you're gone. Let's um, make that happen. All right, so you, you get the hell out of here, and I'm going to give you another All right, bye. Bye-bye. Um, but here's the thing, though, guys. I'm still here talking to you guys, having a good old time. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this again when Christian's back, but you guys are going to – when we do the ads, you guys are going to shoot the shit with us the entire time, okay? The entire time. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, though. Um, here's the thing. Uh, John Reed will always be Clifford. Willie, will he always be Clifford? I don't know, man. I don't know if he'll always be Clifford. Let me see. Uh, putting this back on here. Clickety-clack. Oh, my God. So many things happening all at once here. I don't know what's going on, buddy. Um, boom, we got this, and now I'm just gonna go send my friend, I'm gonna send my buddy, the goddamn link, okay, let's see, bam, send this over to him, um, but yeah, chat, um, what do you guys feel, oh, Nick Diaz is God, I like that, <laughs> he says, Nicky, time for the Marvel lawsuit, I'm gonna save that for when Christian's back in here, we can shoot the shit talking about that fucking thing, um, so crazy, so many things happening in the world right now, man. Um, let's go ahead and go to the ads. So here's the thing. I'm going to let you guys know what's going to happen right now. Um, ads are going to happen. You pro- Wait, why is this not showing my face? Why is it not showing my face? There it is. Okay, hey, their face tight doing. Sorry about that, guys. I didn't even know. I didn't know what the fuck going on. I don't know, man. Um, here's the thing, though, guys. What we're going to do is I am going to uh, put the ads on. Now, if you guys are not going to see the ads, if you're subscribed to Double Toasted, all right, it's free. It's free. What the fuck's your problem? Just do it. No, I'm just playing. Um, oh, here comes Christian Torres. Uh, let me see. I'm going to let him in now. Hopefully, he can hear me there. Good, Mr. Torres. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? <laughs> um, but, guys, we're going to do the ads. Um, it's going to be three-minute ads, okay? Three minutes every hour. That's what, you know, Lord Coleman has told me to do. So, we're going to do that. But you guys are going to come back in a little bit. And while we do the ads, we're going to answer any question you guys have. This is your chance to ask anything and we'll answer it and then and you when you get uncomfortable and you ask some shit that i'm like what the fuck then we'll ignore you but try not to do that <laughs> ads are happening in three two one ads boom okay now you cool people are still subscribed and everything you guys are here just chilling with us right you know, don't tell them what's going on fuck them you know they, they didn't subscribe anyways um christian torres 
He says, um, Cowboy B-Flop. <laughs> it already throws me off. Uh, is, that, is that shots fired at this adaptation, or is that just you misspeaking? What happened no, I'm just, no, this is this guy's name in the chat, but I fucking love it. Cowboy okay. B-Flop. I, I like stupid shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he says, uh, how do you guys feel about the NX64? And, oh, well, he said uh, the controls are being $50. What? Yeah, okay, so that's one thing I didn't like about it. So you... From what I understand, you can still play without them, but it's oh, not going to yeah, be yeah. ergonomic or whatever. They're selling ones that emulate the actual N64 controller and the Sega Genesis controller, but they're $49.99 a piece. Huh. Okay. That's uh, not great. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be like, because now it sounds like I'm being like a show for Nintendo. Like, that's not so bad, but it is kind of <laughs> bad, dude. It's a little bad. What's like All the right. stupidest time? That you've ever been like a complete shill for a company where you bought something, you're like, okay, that's I probably shouldn't have done that because that's a bad decision, but like I'm gonna do it because I like this shit. I um, I mean, I feel like I've done that with Nintendo multiple times for no reason. Like that's the thing; they keep getting me to do this, and I, I make fun of this in other people. My brother is one of these fucking Apple people who like lines up to get an iPhone and shit, and I and I I love my brother deeply, but. I also hate my brother deeply for being one of these people, and yet that's who I am when it comes to Nintendo. Yeah, honestly, people, if you have Apple, just just, just stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Like, oh man, there's been so many fucking posts I made on my Facebook that I've literally had people like legitimately come to me and have interventions with me. That's dude, <laughs> that fucking week I met you, um, right. I had inter uh, interventions with people about my anchor. And I was like, did you do you know about like my conversation on DT? And they're like. No, no, it's just you just made a post about hating New York, and you made a post about hating Apple, then you made a post about hating Apple again. It's like, yeah. calm the fuck down, Nick. I'm there's like, a lot of hate going on here, yeah, yeah. But there's only one Nick Diaz, so the common denominator here. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. It's like, I, I can complain about shit, but like when I'm complaining about all these things that do not connect to each other, mm -hmm. it's like, that's one of those like, look in the mirror moments. I don't like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, it sucks. Daryl McCoy says, I do not like Apple software. Uh, good on you. That's a very good thing. Thank you very much. Um, famous Jet <laughs> listening on the AirPods. Yeah. Uh, I bought her some AirPods and um, they, they don't work right. And I think she's trying to be nice to me as far as like our relationship goes. Like, you don't want to tell your significant other that the, the gift sucks. But, uh, you know, I got these AirPods and she's, you know, it's like, I think you need to take the next step in your relationship, which is to be <laughs> shitty to each other when it's necessary. Yeah. If you, if you brought her a gift and it doesn't work, Jet, you need to wield that power. Come on. What are you doing? Well, see, so she thinks it works. Well, I mean, she knows it works because it works for YouTube. Right. But like, if you're talking mm -hmm. on it, which that's what most people do, people like, you know, especially pandemic and then like, sure. you know, social media, the way it works, like people like to chat on the headphones and this is an old piece of shit look i got tape holding this together bro <laughs> like ghetto as you're, fuck you're a fucking mexican macgyver over there look yeah, at know, you you're dude. keeping shit together i love it no dude there's wires like when you pull this out when it pulls apart there's like five wires that go this way and i just got like some tape i'm like oh fucking yeah you know i even had to put together my own fucking water heater like two years ago so yeah sucks but you know we gotta do it gotta do it can't can't afford how to do it all this other shit. Um, Gene says I never had issues with Apple products since late '90s. Really, um, but that makes sense though. '90s they're fucking people up big time with those big ass fat computers, Macintosh computers. Those were terrible. Oh, I want to be clear here. I have Apple shit. I just have one who uh, lines up for days to get a new Apple thing. I've never understood that. I don't want to demonize everyone who has an iPhone or a fucking uh, Mac. It's not it's your better fault. person than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. Uh, let me see. Box saying Samsung for live bitches. Oh, they're not bitches. That's not nice. Uh, Luke the Boss saying, Christian, what do you think of the dark, the dark backstory um, they have set up for Emily Elizabeth? Who's that? 
Yeah, wait, what is happening? I have no idea what's happening here. Yeah, he says, "What do you, Christian, what do you think uh, about the backstory or dark backstory of Emily Elizabeth? But who's Emily Elizabeth? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. I mean, am I missing something? Is this like a reference that I just, I blanking on? Am I going to feel very stupid once I figure out who, who Oh, the girl is? from Clifford, apparently. Okay, so, okay, don't go dark with Clifford, guys. Come on. Oh, God. It's going to be a trauma thing, right? I guess like her mom's dead. I, I got that just from the trailer. There's no mom in there, right? So it's they just kill moms like a motherfucker in these things. You got damn. Oh, God. It's fucking page five of Clifford. They kill a mom because they have to. It's Dude, a what dark, the fuck? gritty reboot. It's a hard R reboot of Clifford the Big Red Dog. With, with all these killing relatives that these fucking movies and shows be doing, especially for kids, like what's the crow going to do when they come back? <laughs> like, I, right? It's got nowhere to go yeah. except to go wholesome. It's going to be like a, like a, like a, like a family comedy but as the crow because it has nowhere else to go yeah exactly you know it's been like 25 years since uh city of angels came out that's crazy isn't yeah. time time's a motherfucker isn't it nick it just yeah. keeps going yeah were you, were you hyped about that back in the day though because i was i was like oh my god the crow too no i see i didn't watch the crow until i was like 12 or 13 my brother made me watch it and i liked the first crow a lot i don't think i've even seen the second crow like is it worth really? watching no is it no. bad <laughs> no it's no bad, it's right i think that's why because i think the first one had like its fans but then the second one i thought was just met with abject indifference they were just like fuck this movie it's bad yeah, like, I mean, one of the things, too, like, is the soundtrack. Because I like the, the Crow Save Angel soundtrack. It's actually one of the first CDs I ever got. Um, Small Soldiers, Mortal Kombat, and The Crow. Three favorite soundtracks of all time there. Fucking amazing. I really love Small Soldiers. That's Joe Dante. People sleep on how good yeah. that yeah. movie is. And it, isn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie? Isn't there, like, a lot of yeah. people who are young? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and it, oh, man, Tommy Jones is scary as a toy. Like, I've never been scared of a toy. I'm, I'm not scared of Chucky. I think that's but, insane that within a two-year span, we got the worst Tommy Lee Jones. We talked about this last week batman yeah. forever toothpaste where he just does not understand what kind of movie he's in but also i think the most menacing like him as a toy was fucking horrifying when i was a kid yeah that fucking conservative like i'm in charge ass voice like yeah. oh everything else is just a fucking snowflake <laughs> <laughs> you know scary shit um but no but one of the things that i liked a lot from back in the day especially with the crow because uh as you guys can see uh how i look I'm a little bigger now, but when I was a kid, I was very, very skinny. I used to go as the crow every year for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And every time I would fucking do this, man, the song that would play in my fucking head is this shit. I don't know if you can hear on your end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Ooh. Oh, goddamn makeup everywhere. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this music is the shit, though. Do you like this song at all? Yeah, no, I'm into this. I'm into this whole scene. Yeah, also, because I like I liked Sting, the wrestler, when I was a kid, and he just reminds me of Sting. Oh yeah, good old Sting. Yeah, completely ripped fucking the crow off. But he even had like a raven or a crow. Like he's like, hey, I'll right, beat his right. ass. I'll wrestle him one, two, three. Yeah, no problem. You know, That's it was amazing. like fucking great, dude. Um, but what's crazy about this too that I love is like the song because, <laughs> like, I I know you've been in a situation where you like a song and you don't know what the fuck they're saying, so you just do their oh, cadence. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this song has this fucking bit where, like, it's the cure. It's called Burn, by the way, guys. Oh, and man. he just goes, like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it's fucking so good. I'm going to play this shit really quick, but you guys got to hear this, man. And he did that, like, while he's showing his, like, amazing abs. It's like, this just got weirdly sexual. walking around and then 
Oh yeah, look at that. And everyone's gonna rip me off for years and years and years. Because uh, honestly, dude, there's a part of that that reminds me of like fucking Joker a little bit, like with the plain makeup on and everything. Yeah, totally, know? just like the body language, the the curling up nature of it. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah I love that shit, man. Yeah, the crow is amazing. Um, very very sad with the Brandon Lee stuff. And I think that's definitely hurt the movie because you would think that would make the movie like memorable in a good positive way, but it definitely is a situation where like. Um, People can't talk about that movie without bringing up Brian Lee. We just did. I just did right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it sucks because that's a good movie, despite like whatever happened behind the scenes. You know. Um, I think tragedy always brings people. This is. I talked about this with Corey a couple months ago. But I was uh, the Twilight Zone movie had uh, an actor die, but not just the actor. Yeah. He was carrying two Vietnamese children. It's important to say that because this the thing was set in Vietnam. It's not me just being like overly racial for no reason. Yeah. But uh, and then there was a helicopter crash, and so I watched this documentary on Shutter called Cursed. It's about cursed, yeah, cursed films. films. Yeah, I, yeah. I was about so to ask you the same thing. It was so funny. Like, <laughs> wait, so did you watch that episode? Because they have the the footage now. You don't see them get hit by a helicopter, but you see that helicopter crash, and you're like, holy shit! It's fucking like, brutal, and man. and it, and it overshadows the entire film right like yeah. i don't think it's the same thing with the crow it's like how do you watch the crow without talking about the fact that the guy died on set that's insane to me yeah mr yes man yeah tony todd was uh man you know he died at, i forgot he died in that movie because um tony todd was a character who he was just like kind of like badass and would just like he was like a henchman or whatever and like yeah. i never noticed that he was canyon because he barely show him he's barely in a movie and at the end, I was like, did he get away? And, and he's like one of the bad guys that didn't get killed. And then he did get killed. So I was like, oh, shit. But I, I, as a kid, I remember Justice. that. Yeah. Yeah. And Ernie Hudson was amazing and whatever, too. Like, because I haven't seen Ernie Hudson in a lot of things other than Ghostbusters. So it was just really cool to see him in there, too. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking over here, too. Um, D. Brian Lyon. He says, hello. First time here. I saw your tweet about Tiger King 2. Have you covered this yet? Um, we are about to, actually, in a little bit. Just want to show the chat a little bit, too. Um, Famous Jess says, don't forget the year you were Harry at the Spy. Yeah. So. I uh, I used to do a few things. So the crow was definitely one of the characters I used to be all the time. And then um, I had a Sub Zero costume, which is very easy to do. <laughs> and then um, I didn't think about like uh, what's gay or loserish or oh you can't be a girl when you're a guy. So I dressed up as Harriet the Spy. Cause I thought she was cool. That's awesome. That's a cool ass fucking costume. How did you do it? You just had the coat. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, <laughs> some boots much. and like yeah. a magnifying glass. It was so simple, and but the thing is, is like you know how stores are. You just put a logo on it, and it's like it's yeah, regular yeah. clothes, and it's like oh, but it's Harry the Spy shit. It's Harry the Spy. Yeah. So totally. I, I did that, and I got bullied a lot. It's like oh, you dressed up as a girl, you f word, this that whatever. But it's like Harry Spy's cool, man. I don't give a shit. I'll still do it to this day. I'll, I'll grow as a grown ass man, Harry the fucking Spy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You know, um, how about you, man? How, um, since we're about to get into Halloween, uh, you know, in about seven days, um, do you remember any costumes you used to like frequent over and over? Uh, no, because I like I don't I didn't go trick or treating a lot. I mean, I was the scream guy for like five years just because <laughs> we were brilliant. poor when I was little, and it was like, hey, we're just gonna run this back. We're not throwing this away. This is a perfectly good ghost mask, you know. Uh, so I did that a lot, but yeah, that's. A Pretty much it. I mean, I think it's cool. I wish I had the skill to be a Harriet the Spy or you know, or like Matilda or something, which is yeah. another movie in the 90s that I really fucking love and, and people don't seem that's to remember. Yeah, anyway, I, that's one of the first movies I ever got on pay-per-view. I was like, holy shit. Oh, God, Was it worth paying for that view, Nick? Not, not at all. But that was a great trailer, though, man. She has magic yeah. and shit, and like, there's a fucking mean grown-up. I hate grown-ups. Let's watch this shit. You know what I mean? Um, okay. One other thing I did, too, um, and before you go, because I don't get to tell the story pretty often. I probably won't ever again. Um, but I wanted to be uh, one of the robots from Mortal Kombat. 
So I know oh, like watch. which one? Like Sector? Cyrax, I loved. The Cyrax, yellow one. okay. Yeah. Okay, so I told my dad, give me a Cyrax. Because I just thought, by the way, when you're a kid, you think that stores are just like this infinite supply of all things. Oh, they got a Cyrax, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they didn't. Now, <laughs> I never watched Star Wars. So my dad was like, well, let me get him the most popular one, the most expensive thing. And the most expensive toy or, or you know, suit, whatever, is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So he brings Darth Vader, <laughs> and I put it on Mike. I was actually pretty happy. I was like, this is pretty cool, right? I put it on, I walked next door, and everyone's like, oh, cool. And y'all grow up to ask dumb questions. Like, oh, that looks exciting. Who, who are you for Halloween? I'm like, I'm Black Cyrex. <laughs> <laughs> um, they the ask front, you a stupid question, you're going to give them a stupid answer, Nick. I love it. Yeah, the only problem is I actually thought that that's what it was because I'd never seen Darth Vader. So I thought, like, the store had a special edition before the new game comes out. I thought there was really a Black Cyrex. This is the fucking, that is the most adorable story I have ever heard in my life. Nick, I have never liked you more than that story. That's cute as fuck, man. So I'm walking around and I'm telling everybody, I'm Black Cyrax, I'm Black Cyrax. They're like, you're Darth Vader. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I thought they were like, oh making fun my of me. God, that is adorable. That yeah, is amazing. So, <laughs> but yeah, Black Cyrax. And then I was so fucking happy, dude. Because like five years later, Daily Alliance came out and they take the they mask off Cyrax. He's black. Yeah, there you go. You were you were just being a prophet. Uh, you you were you were trying to be the change you wanted to see in the world, Nick. Hell yeah, man! Black Cyrax, you heard it here. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, but it's really cool. Um, I, I man, I miss Halloween. Just walking around, just fucking doing whatever. Is that your favorite holiday? Halloween? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, horror movies, all you're fucking excited. Out. Here we're going, man. We're we're about to get into the good time. You have the next thirty some odd days, don't you? Hell yeah, man! It's gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> Kelly, you flop uh, the guy with the breathing problem. Yeah, I never understood that too for a while as well. I was like, why? Why is he always like? <sighs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but the last thing I'm gonna be talking about, guys, though, is gonna be some fun stuff as well. Um, well, I mean, fun to a certain extent because I gotta tell you, a little irritated. We're gonna get season two of Tiger King. So this is—I uh, don't know what to think about this, brother. Uh, this is dumb as shit. I, what are you feeling about this? Because um, I thought the story was over. Okay, so look, this is not going to make for good podcasting, or maybe it will, because you're going to have to treat me like I'm a baby. I never watched Tiger King. It seemed like the thing. Yeah, I know. And we're going to go through this together, all right? Because I see your face right now, and I want to I want to address that. I, I never watched this thing because it was something that I was like three weeks late on. And then when I decided I was going to watch it, people seemed to be ashamed for having watched it to begin with. And so I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to stay out of here. Now I pieced together some of the story. I know it's about big cat rescues and, and uh, this guy named Joe exotic who is in jail during the pre the, during the first season of this, or he's been, he's a murderer or trying to kill somebody named yeah. Carol Baskin, but Carol Baskin may or may not have killed her fucking husband. So I got the broad strokes of it. It sounds like if Deliverance, that movie with the dueling banjos, was like um, a documentary. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what it seems like. It's like if someone was just like, let's do the real world Deliverance or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I know about it. What else should I know about it? And my God, must we have a sequel to this, Nick? Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, there's something else. You, you watched it. There you go. That's, right, that's it. it. That's I pretty it. much did the whole thing. All right, cool. Yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah, because that's the problem with this fucking thing. It's like there was nothing else going on in the world except for just like, you know, there's no toilet paper. There's no food. Right. What am I going to do? And it's like, oh, but I got some Tiger King. I'll just wipe my ass with that show. So they did. <laughs> and it was a cool show. I mean, it's one of my favorite documentaries of last year or whatever. I mean, it's cool. But, like, at the same time, it's like, god damn. Like, I really wish something else could have got the love that this got. I wish that – I mean, there's a lot right. of shit out there that can easily get, like, 
tons of people talking because of the, the, the value of the topic or just the value of the editing or whatever the case may be, the production value. And this got it, and I was like, what the fuck? And now we're going to do it again with this fucking sequel series? Like, this is stupid as shit. Yeah, um, Netflix yeah. does this a lot, man. Remember when they did Making a Murderer like four or five nice. years ago? And it was, it was a phenomenon. People were like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then they came back and did a second one that was not nearly as lauded or necessary as that first one was. And mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear you say that you like Tiger King, so maybe I will watch it. I just didn't watch it and figured, like, well, I the moment's passed. It's not like we're going to yeah. run this back for a squeakle. And then here we are for yeah. Tiger King 2, you know? Yeah, because it's so weird to say this, but it's a product of its time. <laughs> you know, like, this was around the time where people just didn't have shit to watch. And, like, you know, granted, this was made in 2019, but... I'm pretty sure that if someone asked them, like in some kind of like meeting room or whatever, like, "Hey, what, what are your projections of quality of this show or or reception?" Blah blah blah. It's like people be like, "Oh, it's gonna be watched for like a couple days." When people run out of shit to watch, you know, it's like... So, Ryan Walterson said this in the chat, and I want to give him a shout-out, but it's very, very true. Now, I understand business reason why they did this, which is, he's like, they will cancel something ambitious and uh, award-winning, like the Dark Crystal. Uh, oh, Age of you know, Yeah, which came out, which was objectively wonderful, by the way. Like, I, I freaked out at how amazing that was, and I didn't expect it to be that good, okay? So, I just want to say that right off the bat. I think that was a big surprise. That obviously costs a lot more money to make than a reality show, I would say. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I think all Netflix cares about is buzz. And what does that say about us as a society, Nick? Where, like, <laughs> the kind of thing that, that gets a lot of buzz is Joe Exotic and just a bunch of really Trash. dumb foolishness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when there are things that... You you know are artistic and are really really trying to do stuff they'll win awards we'll pat them on the back that way but we we're not gonna like renew them we got to do tiger kings you know yeah no it's just frustrating i i really can't stand that about you know the audiences that watch some of the stuff not because like they watch this it's cool you can watch trash all you fucking want i watch a lot of trash too but it's like yeah, totally. you know for 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 something else to not get love like there's this uh it, it wasn't i forgot if it was a show or it was just like a movie a long movie but it, it was called crack <laughs> not a very uh not a very uh creative title <laughs> but it was about the crack epidemic and everything too and how it all compared politically to now and i don't want to get into politics i don't know shit about politics so that would all be you if you want to go there but essentially, it was how, you know, Donald Trump with the whole Make America Great Again, this was actually said back in the 80s with the person yeah. that was in charge then. And I, I don't even remember the president's name. That's how much I don't know about Reagan. That. Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> if it's yeah. about crack, it's about Reagan. Trust me. Yeah, but yeah, this documentary was so fucking good. And just how they, you know, compare, like, politically all this stuff. That was talked about for two days. It was such an important topic. Politically, yeah. about drugs, about racism, about police brutality, everything. And they barely fucking no one no one gave a shit about it. And it's like it was so wonderfully edited. It, it you know it had a purpose. It had chapters that made sense. It was like watching a visual book, you know. And yeah. and still nothing. And it was like wow. So it's frustrating that that happens sometimes, man. It really really pisses me off. But you know, I gotta ask you though um, to not give this so much love because there's not a lot to talk about as far as Tiger King too. You know, it's just boom, uh, it's gonna happen. Boo, fucking sucks. But but, but, but like what what are they even purporting that it's going to be about? Like I guess that's my question. Is like follow. didn't they tell the story they wanted to tell in the first one? Well, it's going to be a follow up to what Joe Exotic is doing, like him being in jail and everything too, and then just like how cuz like apparently economically all these zoos or whatever like failed right after that show, which you would think like okay, it wouldn't um because you know, people talking about it and plus like even before the show or whatever came out um, politically, once again, you know, Joe Exotic was getting lots of like views and, and times to talk like on news shows and everything or talk shows. Mm -hmm. So this is just like, okay, like did that actually help him? And like, this is going to be like, no, it did it. And by the way, everybody else is fucking up too. Like no one came out of this winning, strangely right. enough. 
So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to that extent, but it's like, I don't want to see that. Like, the reason why we're watching this is because we want to see trash, and you're going to give us some quality about trash, you know, like, it's still trash. <laughs> no matter how many sprinkles you put on it, no matter how much you shine a turd, it's still a fucking turd. Like, I, I don't know. I think you also nailed it. I think it's like the pandemic happened right around when this first came out. If I'm not mistaken, most things started shutting down around March of last year. And I think it was right around that, right? Like within a month or so of that release, it was just, the, it was a thing that happened because everyone was at home able to have a collective water cooler moment. Yeah. And it feels like they're trying to capitalize on that, but it's just, there's no way they're going to make no lightning way. strike twice, right? Come on. There's no fucking way. No, there's no way. And, you know, if it does do good, it's because, like, I just, I don't like people, like, not noticing, like, the uh, the context, right? Like, it's cool yeah. that people were hyped about watching this that week, but a month later, when more shit's coming out, they're like, oh, my God, you got to watch the Tiger King show. It's like, you don't really got to watch it. You know, if you're at home, you're going to watch it. Not right. gotta. Gonna and gotcha are, are two very very different fucking things you know I mean, so like you know what this could be though because they're also making that dramatized version now the nick cage one isn't happening anymore which sucks they, oh, they were really? gonna be a nick cage joe exotic one which doesn't seem to be happening but there's another one that they're doing over on peacock i believe um because kate mckinnon is gonna play carol baskin and so i just wonder if they're trying to like which sounds like a fucking snl skit doesn't it? it just that doesn't seem like something that should happen but it sounds like maybe they're trying to capitalize that and just keep the brand alive long enough to make the most amount of money out of it yeah, yeah. no I, I kind of see the same point there too but th that sucks that that, sh that uh Nicholas cage one's not happening i would have been so down for that that would have been so fucking great um but moving on though too is like uh i just want to take the opportunity to do this by the way um because granted this topic is not a real big topic but at the same time it's like i want to talk about documentaries i love documentaries man especially in the last mm -hmm. like half decade it's been amazing so i want to ask you is there any huge like hugely amazing documentaries that you, you would prefer to to tell people Oh God, um, yeah, probably. Shit, I didn't. I, you put this on the notes too, and I was just like, I'll, I'll know every documentary at the time. And any documentary by Werner Herzog is incredible. Like it really is, and and he's a director who makes fiction films too. But whenever he does nonfiction, and uh, I feel like he has this way of looking at it. Do you know who Werner Herzog is? He's an I alien, basically. Yeah, if you saw him, you would know him. And he's been he like has done voices for certain things and he's always got he's like from germany and everything he sounds like it makes him sound like he's the german richard attenborough or david attenborough like Not like really. he looked at all of humanity as if we're ants you know there's an interview <laughs> on the new york times with him where he's like i don't understand why you would call a dog cute a dog doesn't even exist in the same world as humans and i was like what, what the fuck <laughs> like, but you know what's bad <laughs> Kind of makes sense. <laughs> I don't well, know yeah, why. Sure. It's a part yeah. of the kind of badass. Uh, here's the other thing. There's this really great video. Look this up right now if you want to know how cool Werner Herzog is. Which Werner Herzog was giving a uh, interview here in LA to just some BBC reporter, and then he gets shot. He literally gets shot in the hills of LA. Ringing endorsement. Come to LA. You might get shot for giving a fucking interview. But he gets shot like to the point where like. He looks down at it and he shows the camera and it's bleeding. Like there is a chunk of him missing. And he's like, do you want to go to the hospital? He's like, it's an insignificant wound. And I'm like, I want to be that guy when I get older. I want to be able to get shot and then say that's an insignificant wound and continue my interview. That's a fucking bad motherfucker. Dude. He's, he's the <laughs> baddest awesome. motherfucker who's ever lived, Nick. Uh, any, any documentary by him. Here's one. Uh, this is not by uh, Werner Herzog, but it fucked me up called Dear Zachary which is maybe a little bit manipulative. This is why I'm weird about um, 
I'm weird about documentaries because I feel like a lot of the time they're not there to actually tell you a true story. They're there to manipulate you a little bit to tell the story that they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Dear Zachary one just fucked me up. And it's about like, it's all written epistolarily. Like these people are writing letters to um, this kid named Zachary because it's about how his father was murdered. And you watch this whole thing and it gets so goddamn heavy and deep. And I and I feel so manipulated by the end of this movie. But it's also one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. That's my recommendation. Uh, mine, and I, I, it's almost like a non-recommendation at the same time as I'm saying this. But, like, people, some, <laughs> this is something that really got me, like, emotional and mad as fuck almost instantly. Um, mm-hmm. Don't fuck with cats. This, oh, yeah. The Netflix thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This fucking thing will drive you fucking crazy. <laughs> like, this pissed me the fuck off. And the reason why I'm playing it on here, though, is because I want to let people know what it's like to have some, like, have a documentary that has so much production value as well as, like, the story itself. Because this can live easily through a story about, like, it's dead cats. I mean, they, they, they're going to get you emotional. You know, you're going to want to see what happened. And you're going to want to see what this turns into because, spoiler alert, I mean, this is a true story too, by the way. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm spoiling too much. But, like, he ends up killing people and cuts the dude's heads off. And, and, you know, it's playing within the tub and shit. And there's video footage. You know, they don't show too, too much. But it's a lot of footage that's, like, really uncomfortable, right? And the thing is, though, it's like, instead of just, you know, resting on that, they have, like, fucking amazing music, amazing drone shots that are, like, going through, like, where the guy lives and everything too. And granted, yeah. it's not like a live shot of like, oh, like we're gonna go get him. It's like, they're transitional shots. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're so fucking interesting. And then the music and then the interviews and then how they reveal shit later, they don't reveal things right away. So it's like, it's almost like a mystery, but it's not, but like, I don't know. It's just, oh, I love how much work got put into something that didn't need that much work. It really didn't. You could have done this very, very simply. Just told the story, boom, been done 30 minutes. This is three episodes that are hour long or hour and a half long, and they're really fucking amazing. Um, yeah. so definitely watch Don't Fuck With Cats. Another big one that I very much enjoy, uh, McMillions. Have you seen that? No, but I've heard it's great. That's the HBO docuseries. Yeah, yeah I've heard that's so good, but I didn't watch oh, it. And what's so really funny is my wife, when I first met her like 12 years ago, mm-hmm. she pitched that to me. She's like, you know what I really want to do? I want to do like a documentary on how you never know who wins the McDonald million dollar prizes. Like you never <laughs> hear who the winner is. And that's I was like, that's awesome. a great idea, honey. We should go make that movie. We never did. And then fucking like two years ago, McMillions came out. Dude, on that. Okay. Yeah. We, we got to talk about this. Fuck the documentary talk for a minute, and maybe just until next time, because, I mean, there's going to be always a time to talk about documentaries because there's more shit that comes out. But what are some more – I know you had to have more ideas that you've come up with that you've seen made somewhere else where it, like, pissed you the fuck off. Like, oh, no, like, that was mine. Yeah, that happens a lot, but I I don't think that – yeah, I think that's just the idea that, like, we're all humans grasping at the same six ideas and six stories that are remixed in different ways. I've had that a couple times. I, like, my comic – which is called here we are lost you can come buy it from me just hit me up um and so that's going to be 60 issues all in but i had to rewrite something that happens in issue 10 because another movie did it like beat for beat and i was like mother fucker and that's the most that's the hardest thing in the world right is just like oh it's not enough that you have the original idea it's that you have to it's an arms race. It's trying to get to the fucking moon first. You then have yeah. to get it out there before someone else does it. But I'm sure that's yeah. happened to you too. I'm sure you've had ideas for stuff and then you saw it happen a little bit later. Dude, like, every, and I feel like a lot of people had this, but like, The Walking Dead, man. Like, I was so fucking, like, yeah. upset that all I wanted from the original Dawn of the Dead was, what happens next? 
and they made Dread. a show about it, and boom, the end. It's like, oh, you motherfucker, so good. Um, Terminator Dark Fate. I, I actually, I had an idea. I, I used to write like movie scripts and be like, hey, one day I'll, I'll blow the right guy and I'm, I'm going to be like yeah. famous. <laughs> and uh, one of the ideas I had was, um, what if uh, they kill John Connor? And then she has to make another John Connor, or she has to find somebody else, or maybe Skynet doesn't even exist now. Like, that was a big thing, and Dark Fate did it. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's so cool. People on the yeah. internet were really mad about that and said that that movie was a big, like, yay women movie or whatever. But it's like, I mean, for one, women have been beating up the Terminator since the first movie, you fucking right. idiots. Like, you know, but, girls can't be doing shit, you know, whatever the fuck. So, yeah, but that was a big one. That was a big idea that I had that I uh, was really kind of upset with. But here's the thing, though, man, um, in the chat... Somebody asked once again, um, what was the name? And I think it was about the show, or not the show, the comic book. But that's Here We Are Lost. This is it right here. Uh, there, and this is right Facebook, right there, uh, Christian? Oh, God, yeah. I'm never on that Facebook thing anymore. But just send me a message if you want to get it. I'll take care of you. I'm on Instagram or, I guess, Messenger on Facebook. Yeah, really cool cover art, man. Yeah, that's going to be for issue two. Out. So this is what happened. So the person who did the cover art is now my artist, because if you don't know, my original artist passed away, and it was very sad. Yeah, I remember uh, talking about that with Julian on uh, his uh, No Friends podcast. Yeah, No Friends podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that was rough, and so like I just didn't move forward with for, for a very long time. But I have an amazing friend and artist uh, who did that cover. Her name's Michalina Kenyon. She's incredible, and we're doing the comic together now. So we're going we're gonna to keep doing it. It just took a lot of time in between the first and second issue. Uh, but I'm glad you like the cover, because she's doing the rest of the art, and it's great. Yeah, that's badass, dude. Uh, but yeah, guys. Um, and then on top of that, on top of that, I'm, so I'm putting my, my, my sales voice on. On top I of see that. that. Yeah, yeah. This is a sorry to bother you moment, which I know you don't like that movie, oh. but you're adhering to it. Yeah, it works, though. I learned something new in that. I started talking done. to Corey differently. Um, I can uh, work on that video for you, uh, uh, Corey Coleman. <laughs> I, like I like the sound of your voice. I'm going to give you a raise, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing, though. Uh, on top of, uh, you know, the Here We Are Lost thing, which I'm going to remember that. I'm going to have that queued up for next time, too. But sure. also, um, a little fire b -b 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 burning. Um, that's like the, B the B14 thing. I, Corey doesn't do it anymore, but I love it. But a little <laughs> fire burning, though. Check that out, guys. Um, what should we call You know, where's my burrito? It's like your, your tent pole, like uh, your main thing, right? Yeah, all right, so here's the thing. So uh, I guess I'll announce this now. A little fire burning. We're going to do a YouTube thing. I'm gonna. I'm not leaving Double Toasted. Nice. I'm staying right here. But I'm going to do some other stuff because there's other stuff I want to do. Uh, so I would say uh, next week I'll have that officially set up. And if you guys want to go follow me on or subscribe to me on YouTube, that'd be amazing. But if not, if you just want more me talking to you, being weird, much like I'm doing with Diaz here, go listen to Where's My Burrito, which you can find anywhere that you do have podcasts, whether it's Apple or Stitcher or Spotify any of that stuff uh, because it's literally just me having a nervous breakdown for about an hour every week about shit that doesn't matter to anybody else it's a lot of fun <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I would love to hang out and talk to people so come find the podcast yeah and i had something else and then i just i just deleted it so that you know that's not good, <laughs> All good. Um, but no guys um also patreon.com forward slash double toasted go over there check it out um we got you know 372 active patrons on patrons going on right now uh, I think I'm about to hit another milestone that Corey's going to be able to go over there and check out, or not check out, but uh, write, draw some more of your guys' faces. So that was actually a really cool thing. Um, he did an amazing job because it looks like you guys are part of like our whole thing, um, mm -hmm. you know, our double-toasted uh, algorithm here. So, yeah, definitely keep that going. Plus, he has a new animator doing like actual moving animations and stuff. It's going to be very, very cool. So That's definitely awesome. check that out. And then also, um, I'm going to be there. 
It's going to be cool. X-Way Entertainment. Oh, my goodness. Double Toast to LA at the Miracle. Uh, Friday, November 5th, 8 o'clock. Some of the doors open. And I'm pretty sure that, like, um, it opens up a lot faster if you guys have, like, the the VIP and the all-access packages for the tickets and everything. So, yeah, definitely do this. You guys are going to see me there. going to hang out with me, too. Um, many people that went to New York can attest that I, I am there pretty much the whole fucking time. Just chilling with you guys. And so is Christian. <laughs> we How long were you there, dude? Like fucking till four in the morning <laughs> oh god i mean we got home at 6 30 and the sun was up when yeah. me and martin got back home which was nice it was like we felt like we did something you know what i mean like we i we got to the top of the stairs at the other night me and martin we didn't even say a word to each other we just looked at each other and we just fucking did yeah and then yeah. we just went to our things and died for 10 10 hours or so yeah um, but just so you guys know, though, lots of people in New York can attest to that for sure. Um, yeah, we're not bullshitting when we say, like, we're hanging out with y'all. Like, we make the most out of the situation being over there. It was so fucking fun. Cannot wait to hang out with more of you guys and meet more of you guys. And now you'll know to look for me because now you guys can see my face. So, like, because yeah. that's one thing. I went over there and I noticed people I knew. And I was walking on the line outside of the venue. And I was like, hey, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? And they're like, uh, hey. And yeah. I was like, it's, it's Nick. Oh, hey, buddy. You know, but like, yeah, first thing you know. Um, but aside from that, guys, it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. So um, I had fun there, Mr. Christian Torres. Um, thank you very much for joining me, man. Of course, man. Seriously, this is a lot of fun. Toasties, as usual. I'm glad that we found a way to stay in touch while Corey was away. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have to figure this out going forward because, as you know, Nick, I, I'm going to fuck off for a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm going to be in Italy for like a month almost. So oh, we're going to have to figure out the scheduling on this. I don't want to miss all of that time. But if I do miss it, I, I, I would hope that you would step in and, uh, you know, perform the show valiantly. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool as shit. And then, you know, who knows? Like, I've done the show with the bad background and everything too. So like, hey, if uh, you get some time where you're like bored, which I highly doubt you are gonna be bored, you're over there partying <laughs> shit. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we can do this again too. You know, it is what it is. I don't think people really care too much about production quality in these things because like it's conversational. And I hope you guys really enjoyed that because the big thing that right. me and Christian want to achieve here is to make it feel like it's straight up like an audio podcast. I just we're just chilling, we're just talking, we're shooting the shit. You know what I mean? And I, and I want to continue that if we do this again, which. There might be a slight chance. I mean, you don't do this for at least a couple more months because Corey's going to be back. He's going to want to pull me off the thing. He's going to be like, man, get the fuck out of here, dude. Oh, man, so. we'll find time to do it. Don't worry about it. We'll, 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 we'll sneak one of these in here every now and then, I promise. Yeah, man. So with that said, guys, I had fun. I had tons of fun. It's time to get the fuck out of here. This is definitely not the right outro. But, uh, you know, hey, I used to... Hey, that's the wrong thing, too. I don't know what's going on. Damn it. Anyway, it's not the editing show, but it's music. That's all you guys need. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Stay toasty, and I'll talk to y'all when I talk to y'all. Peace.